Hey there, my friends and fellow warriors. Welcome to another episode of Warriors and Hope with Valerie Silvera. I'm Valerie Silvera, and I want to talk to you today about your courage muscles. And listen, I know you heard this word courage from me all the time, and you might think, oh, yeah, yeah, but whatever. I'm going through this thing, and it's too difficult, and I don't want to talk about courage, And but you have to. You have to. This this is the thing that gets you out of this place that you are. Or takes your life to a whole new level. A new exciting place engages your passion. Before I get started, though, talk about engaging your passion. Come to the Freedom Experience. Go to ValerieSilvera.com. I would even say to freeze, pause this episode right now and go do that. Go get your ticket. Then come back. It's that important to be in person, in a room with the energy. And, and it's not just going to be something that's going to be feel good for a couple of days. This is going to really change your mindset and your perspective so that you will be thinking about and using the tools that you learn over those two days, hopefully for the rest of your life. So go to ValerieSilvera.com and do that. Move whatever you can in your schedule and get yourself there because it will be worth it. So many things we spend time on just come and go. They're fleeting. This will be lifelong. Okay, let's talk about engaging those courage muscles. We have to build our courage muscles. But sometimes they're hard to find, right? I mean, life's been tough. It's beat me down. It's it's gotten me to a place where I don't feel very courageous. I feel pretty weak. I'm scared. I'm worried. I live in so much anxiety and fear of the future. I feel helpless and hopeless. And maybe you're at a place where you're thinking life's going okay, but gosh darn it, I'd like to get to another level. I'd like to go somewhere new and, and feel passionate and excited again about my life. Well, here's the thing. You are already courageous. You've proven it too many times in your lifetime to not believe that it's so. Even if whatever you face today is seems in comparison to be a hundred times more, let's not compare, okay? Let's go back and take whatever it is that you faced before that was a hundred times less now that you know about this thing and think about back then, though you didn't have this thing. That's how difficult it was. As, as you feel today, that's how you felt in this other situation. So whatever you have done, whatever fear you've had to face, whatever courage you've had to engage in the past, it's just it was just as important as today. So you've already proven that you're courageous, but sometimes we just have to engage those courage muscles by doing a few things, by changing our mindset for sure, and then, excuse me, doing some things. So let me, I just want to tell you a little story that might illustrate. So I've had back problems since I want to say since I can remember, but when I was 16, it was bad. It was really bad. My back, I was in so much pain all the time. And that's when I started going to a chiropractor. Now this is in 1978, which chiropractic was a little strange back then, right? And even, even though I was in the Seattle area, which was kind of cutting edge when it came to so-called alternative medicine. And, but still people were going, you're doing what you're laying there and he's cracking. What are you thinking girl? But it gave me relief. I would go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It gave me relief until the next day. Then I would just wait for Wednesday. Right. And then I'd be in pain on Thursday and wait for Friday. And then fast forward a few years later, I ended up with bulging discs 
And I was literally crawling around the house, dragging my baby, Sean. <laughs> Wait till you meet him at the Freedom Experience. You're going to go, you're dragging him? Well, he was a little smaller back then. But so uh, we, so it, it was bad. It, it was really, really painful. And so I've spent, you know, years where I, I can go pretty well. And then I'll have a back flare up of some sort. So anyways, I'm having, I'm going to a physical therapist at this point. And I can, I will never forget the day she was going, okay, she would put her hand way down my uh, lower back problems I have in my neck and also my lower back. And she'd put her hand right next to my spine. And she says, okay, see this little muscle right here, engage it. I'm going, engage it? I can't, I, I don't even know, I didn't even know it existed down there, right? But I literally would have, my brain could not connect. This muscle had atrophied. It had gotten to a point where it literally was just hanging out. I don't know. I was hanging out with the rest of the muscles, not doing anything. And it took everything I had to it. Finally, she would say, I can feel, I can feel that you're engaging that muscle. It was incredibly difficult at first. Then after a while, I could just do it. But I'm, I mean, I thought at first I wouldn't even be able to find it. And that's the way you might feel today. Like I can't even imagine being courageous. So here's the thing about fear. So neuroscientists have determined there are two types of fear, innate and learned. And men, so innate, right? Ones we already have and then learned. Many of these neuroscientists believe we're only born with two fears. Born with. Those are the only innates you have, girl, boy, whoever's listening. <laughs> the only two fears are falling and loud sounds. That's what some believe. So let's just go with that, okay? If that's the case, falling and loud sounds, all others are learned. Wow. We learn to fear. And some of our fears that we learn come from other people, how we are raised. If we're raised in a home where somebody says, you can be anything you want, you can do what you want, go boldly out into the world, we're going to be braver, right? So maybe you weren't born any braver, but you had that influence around you. I didn't have that influence around me. I was just bold enough. I don't know. It's because I'm a redhead or what, <laughs> but I was bold enough to, to, to do certain things. But when I, I look back now and I've met people throughout my life who've accomplished certain things and I think, wow, I really did live a pretty small life. But some of that was ingrained in me and also the fears. So I was raised with a mom. And so you'll hear me talk about a lot of the things that I went through as a child with my mom. And I feel kind of bad that like I'm picking on my mom, which I'm not. My mom has done a lot of very good things for us, but she was a very young mom. And she, as she says, I drug you kids through a lot of crap. And she did. That's just the way, you know, it, it was just our reality. But how about the missing dad? You know, how about the dad that just abandoned us? If you're abandoned as a child, it can, it can affect you forever if you allow it. You, you know, we can end up with a fear of rejection, a fear of getting close to people or of relying on people. And to some degree, I definitely have had issues with all of those because the, one of the people who should have been there for me didn't, wasn't. And then even emotionally, my mom wasn't able to be there for me. So I kind of was like, okay, Valerie against the world, you know, and I've had this, I'll do it myself. I don't want to bother anybody. I don't want anybody to have to do anything for me mentality. That's what fear did for me. My mom is scared to death of heights. I mean, to the point where literally you're on the second story of someone's house and you're out on a balcony or something. She's freaking out. So I started being afraid of heights too, because I didn't know. 
She's afraid of the dark. She's always thought she had some kind of disease that was going to take her out. She's still plagued with it. I mean, big time. And most of it is F-E-A-R. Seen that acronym? False evidence appearing real. And we do that to ourselves. We allow fear to come into the point where we start to make up stuff. We conjure up things in our mind. Oh my gosh, what if that happens? And I'm afraid of this. And that loud sound is probably some killer outside my window instead of just the wind or whatever it is. I remember one time when I was a single mom. I had a two-story house and my bedroom was on the back of the house, as was Sean's. And Jamie's was on the front, so just across the hall. And it was a summertime, it was in the Seattle area, it was summertime, so I had my window open because second floor, and it, was, I could, it could be cooler because the, the nights there tend to be cool. And I heard glass breaking. It sounded so close and so loud that I was sure it was downstairs in my house. And I called my dad, and then he said he'd come over, and he said, call 911. Thank God for my stepdad. And he said, call 911. So I called 911 and of course said, please don't kill my dad when he comes because, you know, he's coming. <laughs> but I stood in Jamie's room and I didn't want her to be afraid. My mom allowed us to see her afraid all the time. So of course that became instilled in us. And so I learned I didn't want to do that. So I stood in the window talking to the 911, whispering to the 911 operator while Jamie was asleep, watching just her telling me where they were, how close they were, how the police were coming. And I was so scared I was paralyzed with fear. Now, if anybody would have come in that room or up those stairs, I'm pretty sure I would have you know, lost my life protecting my kids. But at that moment, I was so scared. It was terrifying. And when she said, the police are there, I said, yes, I can see them. She goes, go downstairs and let them in. I said, I can't. I was like, I couldn't. I was so scared. And then I had to conjure up that, that courage in me. And I went down and let them in. Turned out it wasn't at my house. And I felt kind of embarrassed, but you know, whatever. <laughs> That's the story. So, but that was false evidence appearing real. I had a repeating dream when Sean was little that he was drowning. He was always somewhere. It was on a cruise ship. It was at a pool somewhere and he could swim. We were never really near a lot of water or anything like that. So I don't know. I don't know what that was about. It was that false evidence appearing real. And then of course, some of our fears are real, right? My friend It's like, no, I've had serious stuff happen to me. That's taught me that life is scary. And you're right. Life is scary. No question about it. I had a crazy uncle that broke into our house. And he, he was my, my biological father's sister's husband. And they were living with us for a time. My aunt and her young daughter. And he broke into our house. And he beat up my aunt. And we're hiding in the closet. I mean, this is crazy stuff, right? My mom had to chase him down the road with a butcher knife one time. I mean, it was just crazy stuff. But that chaos and stuff and that fearful, um, those experiences going on in my young childhood, of course, instilled fear in me. When Jamie became addicted to drugs, it was terrifying. So yes, I get it. And I'm not here to tell you that there haven't been real things. Not Everything's not just false evidence appearing real. There are real things that have happened to you. But all they do is prove that life is scary and the need for us to find those courage muscles. Because you know what? Sometimes even our worst fears do happen. My worst fear happened. My fear that Jamie would die. But it was actually worse than my worst fear because she was murdered. I mean, some evil person 
snuffed her life out like she was worth nothing. And now we have to face all of this stuff in the future for that. But I'm here to tell you something. You can live through even your worst fear, even worse than your worst fear. And here's what's even better. You can become more because of it, not in spite of it, but because of it. But you have to engage those courage muscles. And that's why I created the nine weapons of hope. You should become a warrior in hope at warriorsandhope.com and get the empowered level. It is really an inexpensive. I don't even, people tell me I'm crazy for, for doing it, but I, I just want to get, I want to help people. I want you to be able to get out of where you are. Those nine weapons of hope will help you because it, it attacks all of this stuff at so many different angles and in so many different ways. But one thing right now that you could do is to face a smaller fear. This will help you to build your courage muscles. We should always be trying to face smaller fears even if they feel kind of big, but smaller maybe in comparison to this big one that's in front of you. Because the big one in front of you, or even those that come in the future, will be easier to face if you learn how to stand up to fear. So the way to do it would be to stand up to fear like I did with my fear of birds. So standing up to my fear of birds by babysitting a parrot on the beach in Mexico one time when someone plunked it down in my arms and oh, I thought I was going to peck my eyes out and I was going to die over this, but I did it and it didn't peck my eyes out. Years later, I was able to hold a big old cockatoo on my arm until it wanted to crawl up on my shoulder. And then I went, yeah, that's enough courage muscle building for today. <laughs> or when I had a boa constrictor around my neck in Key West, even though I'm terrified of, grossed out by and everything else, snakes. But see, those are the kind of things that make me go, yeah, okay, I face that fear. I face that. I can face fear. And that's what you need to do. You need to remind yourself that you're courageous. Remind yourself that you can do this. Remind yourself that you could get through a big fear because you know how to face fear. Even though it's on a smaller level, you know how to do it. And that will help you to face the bigger ones. So what smaller fear? Not the biggie biggie. I think you should face that one too. But let's just start with the smaller one. What fear could you face today? You know what? I would really love to hear from you on this. If you want to send me an email at hello at ValerieSilvera.com, I'd love to communicate with you about this. Um, feel free because I'm really proud of you. I'm proud of you for saying, okay, this is the fear. And I won't think anything about, trust me, when you say, oh, it's just a silly little thing. No, it's not. This is so important in your journey to courage and hope. Okay, my friend, make sure that you are registered as a warrior at Warriors and Hope. Join that membership at whatever level makes sense to you right now. Feel free to send me that email at hello at ValerieSilvera.com. And I hope I'll see you in Phoenix in October. Have an awesome day. And remember, no matter where you are, you're not alone because I'm standing right there with you.